Pro fans all over the world, we welcome you to the Pro Fan Arena where prolific sports fandom, a desire for wisdom in life and work, for the purpose of glorifying God through our gifts and talents, all rumble together. Thank you for joining us. Now introducing your starting lineup. Standing five feet nine from the University of Take Responsibility, playing the position of Chief Encourager, your host, the founder of Pro Fan League, the Pro Fan, Bradley Gibbs. You gotta know when to hold them, know when to fold them. What was that? Did you find your way onto the Kenny Rogers podcast? No. Welcome to the Pro Fan League podcast. Let's get it, y'all. My name is Brad Gibbs, the founder of Pro Fan League. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Jesus Christ is alive. He has conquered sin and death. And that makes this a great day. Now, lace up your Wilson betas and let's talk sports. Thank you to a dedicated listener who sent me the shoe recommendation. Apparently, the Wilson beta was a popular tennis shoe, dare I say iconic according to the interwebs, in the 1970s. I wasn't alive in the 1970s, so I do appreciate these historic inputs from a dedicated listening audience. If you have shoe recommendations, send them to me. Send them to me on Facebook. Send me an email at gibbs at profanleague.com. I appreciate the engagement from the people who are listening to this show. And I'm hoping, as the show continues to progress and mature, to give avenues for more and more listener engagement. So thank you for sending this recommendation on the Wilson Beta. Go check it out. If any of you has a pair of Wilson Betas and you lace them up still, that's pretty cool. Why are we singing about knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them at the beginning of this show today? Because the theme of this show today is know when to hold them. No, I'm not going into the music business. Thankfully to all of us, I'm not here to sing to you. Although, that is a pretty iconic song. But it does set the table for what we're going to talk about today. Since we were last together on Tuesday, there has been an absolute flurry of sports activity. I have been excited to talk about a number of topics, but they all revolve around people facing life-altering decisions. The topics we're going to cover today on the show in sports are John Rahm with his move to live golf, Manny Diaz leaving Penn State to go to Duke, the Yankees trading for Juan Soto, are going to be some of the things we discuss. And in each and every one of these cases, people are figuring out whether or not they're going to make a move that alters their life or their franchise. And I am intrigued 
by how folks go about making those decisions. And today, I'm also going to leave us with a little reminder, a little encouragement of the key to making decisions in our lives. A suggestion, perhaps. So that's all coming down the line. We're also going to take a quick dive into the NFL, a little tour of the NBA and what's going on there. It's going to be fun. I mean, it already has been. I can't say I ever sang Kenny Rogers into a microphone before, right now. So thanks for being with us. Thank you for the time you spend talking about listening to the Pro Fan League podcast. I do ask if you could take the time today, if you haven't rated the show on whatever you listen to, Spotify or Apple, if you could take the time to give us a five-star rating, that would be amazing. It would be helpful. If you haven't taken the time to actually follow the show on whatever platform you listen to, or if you could go to Podbean and follow the show there, that would be helpful. Um, Thank you so much. Any sort of uh, comment is helpful. This is a learning process, and I appreciate you being along for the ride. So, from time to time, people ask me, well, what's helpful? What's helpful to you on the show? And what's helpful is those five-star ratings, those positive comments, and, of course, the word-of-mouth sharing of this show is always helpful. I also apologize, my computer just gave a wake up, it's the morning sort of sound, and I think it came right through. So, please forgive uh, that intrusion into the podcast. Finally, before we move into the sports and the lessons for the day, since we just had an intrusion of sound, let's just take care of Bradley's bloopers. On the last show, I laid out my idea of what I would have loved to see the college football playoff do. I mentioned a five-team playoff. And in the world of sales pitches, I nubbed it off the tee. I did once hit a tee shot backwards. You will not hear me claim to be an excellent golfer. I have hit a tee shot backwards. I put so much backspin on a ball and topped it off a tee that it actually rolled about two yards behind me in the tee box. I don't claim that as a uh, golden moment in my golfing career, but this is exactly what I did with my proposal for a five-team playoff. And quite frankly, that's embarrassing. So here we are in Bradley's bloopers. I said, give the first, the one seat a buy and then have, you know, two play three and uh, four play five. Well, Another dedicated listener pointed out to me that four should just play five. And then in the following week, three would play the winner of four and five and one would play two. And he is 100% right. This reminded me of a story I heard. In 2013, Steph Curry was deciding what shoe brand he was going to go with. And it has been pretty public knowledge now now that Nike, in their proposal, called him by the wrong name. Apparently, a couple people kept calling him Stefan, not his name. And on some of the slides in the presentation deck, at least one of them, 
They had Kevin Durant's name on the slide. This is not the way to win friends and sign megastars to your shoe brand. Don't worry. Nike's okay. Uh, they didn't They didn't mess up the pitch for uh, Michael Jordan. And that's worked out really well. I was a lot like Nike in my presentation of my five-team model. And just like Nike didn't sign Steph Curry, guess what? No one's taken my CFP model. So... If you have an important presentation today or sometime in the near future, whenever you listen to this, if there's something that's that's pretty pivotal that you're about to present to others, I would encourage you take a deep breath, slow down, run a final check, make sure the math works, make sure the names are right on your pitch deck, and then go out there and crush it. But attention to detail matters. I am a first-hand example of that. Onward from Bradley's bloopers. Let's get into the day. Let's get into the sports. Let's get into the lessons. We are going to begin in the world of golf. John Rahm, the number three golfer in the world and the current champion of the Masters Tournament, yesterday decided to make the move to Live Golf. Now, the Live Golf Tour is the number one competitor of the PGA Tour and the DP Tour in professional golf, and it was created in the last few years using funds from the Public Investment Fund of Saudi Arabia. Now, why does it matter that John Rahm has left the PGA Tour to go play for Live Golf? Well, over the last couple of years, there has been an exodus from the PGA Tour, which was viewed as the premier golf tour in the world, over to the Live Golf Tour, which is trying to establish itself with credibility and top-tier talent. There are many who view John Rahm as one of the top one or two golfers in the world on the planet today. So him migrating from the PGA Tour to the Live Golf Tour moves the needle, has a tremendous ripple effect. And quite frankly, what the intentions of Saudi Arabia are in their foray into golf is a little bit cloudy, but it has caught the attention of Congress. Now, I'm not here to talk international politics. I am certainly not here as a political expert. But this, for the PGA Tour and the world of business, has to feel like they are fighting a battle they cannot win. They are seeing... The PGA Tour, the commissioner of the PGA, is seeing top-tier talent move right out his front door. And he can't compete with the money that the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund has to offer. They have spent right around $3 billion over the last couple years to build the tour and are paying players multiple hundreds of millions for the top-end players to make the switch. It's reported that John Rahm, his offer is probably somewhere between 300 and 
$500 million to make the switch. And uh, Live Golf is built partially on an individual golf model, but also a team golf model. He's going to have equity in his own Live Golf team. So obviously a very lucrative change. But here at Profan League, we also talk about business. Part of the staple of America is free markets, small government. Now, government's not small in America anymore. But free markets, uh, entrepreneurial opportunity. And part of this story is big government in the form of Saudi Arabia is crushing a private company on American soil. And don't get it wrong. This is having an enormous effect on the PGA Tour. And they do not have the pockets to compete with the sovereign government of Saudi Arabia. This has to feel like a no-win for the PGA leadership. Once upon a time... While I was working for a roofing company, before I went to the roof, like I shared a couple shows ago, I was in the office and I had the opportunity to hire some people. And we had hired somebody we were really excited about having. Thought that he had a bright future in the company, both as a as a worker and potentially as a manager down the road. Well, after you know three or four months, he comes to me, gives me a two week resignation, a two week notice, and. I was really saddened by that because he was a good cultural fit. And I asked him, is there anything that we can do? Is there anything that we can do to keep you? And he said, it's always been a dream of mine to move to Colorado and live near the Rocky Mountains. And I just got a job in Colorado and my sister is helping me out with housing. And I'm going to go and live my dream. And I said to him, that's not fair. I cannot compete with the Rocky Mountains. What do I have to offer here in Pennsylvania that competes with the Rocky Mountains? I mean, we've got whoopie pies. Not getting the job done. The PGA Tour is going to have a difficult time competing monetarily with the Live Golf Tour. The public investment fund of Saudi Arabia is well capitalized. And when they are offering professional golfers hundreds of millions of dollars to make the change, the PGA doesn't have much. The only thing they can hope for is that people... Golfers would feel a little unsettled by some of the decisions and history of the government of Saudi Arabia, but that doesn't seem to be holding water. And the only other equalizer that the PGA Tour probably has in these negotiations is the majors. But the independent governing bodies of the major championships in golf have not stepped up other than the Ryder Cup who does not allow live tour golf members to play in the Ryder Cup. Other than that, the Masters, uh, the Players' Championship, 
British Open, they have allowed all the championship major tournaments in golf to host both PGA players and the live golf players. I think the PGA's only hope, really, was if the Masters tournament and the tournaments on that level would have said, if you switch, you're not playing in this tournament. I think that would have made some players think twice. But, again, just like the college football playoff and the controversy with Florida State and Alabama, this comes down, again, to the dollar. Saudi Arabia is bringing a bazooka to a knife fight with the PGA Tour. And they are loading that bazooka with green ammunition. And they are absolutely flooding the market with money. It's not a fair fight. I feel for the PGA Tour. I feel for private business. Because I do think that there is great power in entrepreneurship. I do think there is great power in private business. And though I cannot claim that I would necessarily do anything different, I mean, I understand. I'm not sitting here saying if somebody put a $400 million offer in front of me, I would immediately just say, no way. In the name of sparing private business and uh, free markets. But, at the same time, I do hope I'd weigh it out. And in all of these situations... Manny Diaz making the decision to leave Penn State as a defensive coordinator and go work in the Duke program. The Yankees deciding whether the Juan Soto trade for what's really a one-year rental is worth five players. These are life-altering decisions for John Rahm and his family. He's deciding whether or not to align his family with certain influences in the world. People are evaluating what will further their careers, what will set a platform for an opportunity to win championships. Jobs are at stake. You have to pick up and move in some cases. The Live Golf Tour is also, with the uh, large money they're offering people. They're also offering less work. Uh, they play 54-hole tournaments. The PGA Tour plays 72-hole tournaments. So they gave the classic, get paid more, work less. And it's working. Now, I think maybe part of the reason that John Rahm made the move is uh, next week, there's a meeting between the PGA Tour and Live Golf to try to work out a new corporate entity that's for-profit that would merge them together, which is a capitulation from the PGA Tour. Um, again, I don't know what the intentions were of Saudi Arabia, but 
they have successfully put the PGA Tour over the barrel. And they have also successfully started to make inroads in putting uh, the English Premier League over the barrel, uh, recently getting Cristiano Ronaldo to move. And LeBron James was in Saudi Arabia just a few months ago doing a basketball camp, and he's actually on record talking about what would happen if somebody made him an offer like that to go play basketball. Now, I'm not saying that he would leave the NBA to go play in Saudi Arabia, but he does have some Twitter comments out there about he's noticed what's happening in other sports and the pile of money that could be available to basketball players. So this is a developing story in the world of sports, hence the reason I've taken so much time to talk about it. Manny Diaz leaving Penn State football for the Duke Blue Devils to be their head coach. First, as a Penn State fan, uh, Manny Diaz has done amazing things with the Penn State defense over the last two years. He, I think, has changed the, the vibe of the defensive side of the football. I mean, Penn State defense is always pretty solid, but I feel like he has turned them into an all-business unit in many ways. And this year, they were elite. And I was really hoping that we would get a third year of Manny Diaz before he left. It's not to be, I'm sure, that he'll do fine at Duke. But this, this stinks, quite frankly, as a Penn State fan, to see Manny Diaz go. But it was fun while we had him. And we'll see, uh, going into 2024, Penn State will be rocking brand new offensive and defensive coordinators. So we'll see what happens. Juan Soto. So Juan Soto was traded in a huge player package from the Washington Nationals to the San Diego Padres about a year and a half ago. It's said that the Padres were hoping to get three pennant chases out of him before he was a free agent. Well, they they engaged in two seasons. One of those seasons ended in the National League Championship Series. And this past year, they missed the playoffs. And they are now pulling the plug on the Juan Soto experiment by trading him in yet another huge player package to the New York Yankees. Now, what makes this interesting is Juan Soto is a free agent at the end of the 2024 season. So if the Yankees cannot resign him, it is essentially a one-year rental. They are going for it to try to win a World Series before Juan Soto tests the free agent market. And it's rumored that he's probably going to be looking for around $500 million. That's Shohei Otani money. He has already turned down a $440 million deal with the Washington Nationals. So I would imagine he believes his value is north of that. Are the Yankees prepared to pay that kind of money? To retain him? Well, 
It's going to be interesting. Juan Soto is an interesting player. He's a unique player in this. I am not sure that his numbers merit, you know, a 450, 490, 500 million dollar contract. But something to his credit is he plays a lot. He played in all 162 games in this past baseball season. He has a career on base percentage of 421. And in his career, he has worked 640 walks as opposed to 577 strikeouts. That is a unique and excellent ratio. And in the COVID-shortened 2020 season, he had a ridiculous 490 on base percentage in 47 games. 490. I think people see the package. He's young. He's 25. And this potential and his durability and all they see is a, is a future, a potentially great Hall of Fame caliber player. Hence the reason all the movement. When you put Juan Soto in front of Aaron Judge in that Yankees lineup with that on-base percentage, and you think of that short porch and right field at Yankee Stadium, the first thing that comes to my mind is those days back in Boston with Big Poppy, David Ortiz, and Manny Ramirez, that balance of the left-right combo, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, Those two have an opportunity to have a historic offensive impact on each other. Can the pitching staff get it together for the Yankees? Can Nestor Cortez come back? Can Carlos Rodon live up to the huge free agent deal he signed last year? Will Garrett Cole stay the ace? And obviously the health always matters. But this was a big uh, this was a big get for the Yankees, and clearly they're going all in. The Baltimore Raven, uh, the Baltimore Orioles, not the Baltimore Ravens. The Baltimore Orioles are building a young and dynamic program, and the Yankees see that. Can this trade for Soto rejuvenate Giancarlo Stanton? What does all this have to do with? Decision making. What does all this have to do with how we consider where we're going in our lives? Well, John Rahm leaving the PGA Tour to live golf is a life-altering decision. Manny Diaz deciding to leave Penn State and going to Duke to be the head coach is a life-altering decision. The Yankees sending five players to San Diego for two is a life-altering decision, both For the franchise and those seven players that were involved. Now people are picking up from their homes and moving to the West Coast and moving to the East Coast. And something that I wrote about yesterday on the Swinging a Torch blog that I want to raise here in the podcast is I wonder if in these organizations, if in the personal lives of these men, as they're making these decisions... Did anybody stop and pray about them? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't, but I don't ask that question just to 
to put it out there for them? Honestly, this was a probing question for myself. When I'm facing decision-making, whether large or small, is my first line of defense seeking the Lord for wisdom? Just because somebody is paying a lot of money doesn't mean that's automatically the wise choice. Just because there's an opportunity for advancement into a new career position doesn't mean that's the wise choice. When there's great pressure to win a championship, but it's going to potentially cost or mortgage the future to go after one player, is that the wise choice? In our lives, whatever you're facing today, we all have things we're considering in our personal lives. We are all running an organization. Now, maybe it's not named the New York Yankees, but your life, you're responsible for it. My life, I'm responsible for it. Your family, the team that you are leading, you're responsible for setting the pace. Are we praying? That's really what I want the overriding theme to be. In James 1.5 in the Bible, it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. A few verses before in James 1, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you face trials of many kinds. This is what I know. For John Rahm and Manny Diaz and the New York Yankees this week, they made some impactful decisions. I'm not going to say that I would have done anything different. I don't know enough about the details. I don't know the numbers. I don't have any connection to the personal conversations with their families, the people they love, their big whys in their lives. But this is what I do know. I'm sure those decision-making processes were hard. I'm sure they had a lot on their minds. And I know if I was in their shoes, I would have felt like I needed wisdom. I don't know what you face today. But perhaps you could use wisdom. And instead of trying to figure it out yourself or picking up another book or searching the internet or the social media, and hear me loud and clear, I need this as well. Let's take the advice of James in the Bible. James 1 verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. If you don't know what your next steps are, ask God. If you have an idea of where he think he may, of where you think God may be opening doors for you, ask God for clarity. Ask him to provide you with the relationships you need and the conversations you need to have. Ask him for patience and contentment. And the Lord will answer that prayer. Pray in faith and be patient on God's timelines. The Lord is in control. This is what these situations has raised for me. 
Honestly, these situations, as I've thought about them, have convicted me to seek the Lord and ask God for wisdom in my own life, in my own situations, even in the stewardship of this show and pro fan league and where we're going and what we're trying to build. God, help me. I need wisdom. I need wisdom. Do you need wisdom today? Ask the Lord. This weekend, we have NBA in-season tournament championship tomorrow night in the NFL. We've got Bills Chiefs, Eagles Cowboys, those headline it. The Bills are in a fight for their life in the playoffs. So there will be good sport, college football, Army-Navy, a tradition unlike any other. I know that's the Masters, but also on CBS, the Army-Navy game, which is really cool. I've never been to one. I'd love to get to one. Thank you for listening to this show. Thank you for spending time with us this morning. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm cheering for you. We are not just fans. Go make plays. Talk to you on Tuesday. Seek the Lord. Ask him for wisdom.